לקודי שיחס חלק תזבוב, שבס ברשס, שיחה א'. We are studying the Sikha Lilo Nishmas Rabbi Yosef Ben Yomen Ben Rabbi Menashe Kultman. As we begin a new year of learning in our 10th Chelech of Lokotei Sikhas, I just want to send up a humble prayer of thanks for the continued privilege of learning with you via this incredible and holy project. May we continue to be blessed in our learning. The Rebbe begins Sikha Aleph on Parshas Bereshis with a classical question about the Bays of Bereshis. The question, why the Torah begins with a Bays and not with an Aleph, the first letter in the Aleph Bays. In the Sikha, the Rebbe presents the answers learned in the Talmud Yerushalmi, in Medrash, and in Kabbalah. The Talmud Yerushalmi explains that because the letter Aleph is the first letter in the word arira, which means cursed, and bays is the first letter of the word bracha, it's appropriate to begin the Torah with a bays. The Medrash explains the bays rather than the aleph, saying that the image and design of the bays, closed on three sides and open on the fourth north side, is similar to the design of the world, which was created with and enclosed on three sides, but the northern side remains open. The reason for this is explained in Pirkei de Rabbi Lezer, as in the event that someone will come and claim themselves a deity, his claim will be challenged with, sure, come and close up the fourth side of the world, which has remained open, which you claim to have created. In Kabbalah, the base is explained as the letter that the Torah begins with in this world symbolizing that Torah is just drawn, is first, excuse me, drawn through the higher worlds from Atsilus into our world of learning and making our world thus the second tier of Torah, thus the base of Torah. Hence the words of the bracha v'altayrascha shalimaditanu, we offer thanks for your Torah which you have taught us Teirascha points to Teira in the realm of Atsilus, and Shalimaditanu drawn from Atsilus into this world which you have taught us. Each of these answers begs an explanation. The first answer from the Yerushalmi is challenged by the Ebenezra who posits that there are plenty of words that begin with a base that mean the opposite of blessing, and there are words that begin with an olive that mean good and blessing. The second answer given in Medrash, that Torah begins with a base because it's similar to the form of the world, certainly doesn't seem to be a justifiable reason for Torah not to begin with an olive, the first letter and thus the primary letter, and in the correct order of the olive base. The world was created through and for Torah. The Zayr teaches that Hashem looked into the Torah and created the world. And Hashem did so for his nation Israel, who are called Rashis, his first, beginning the Torah with a base because it resembles in see or in form the way the world was created, would suggest the opposite, God forbid. The third reason given in Kabbalah that the Torah begins with a base to indicate its descent from Atsilus to our world, 
the base being the second letter, only after the first, negates the idea of Vinosan Lonu as Tairose that Hashem gave us here below, his Taira, the same Taira in the same order as it is Tairose, his Taira as it is in source. And so precisely as we have Taira in this world, beginning with the base of Bereshis, so begins the Taira in Atsilus, even beyond Atsilus, where the experience of letters first begins. Taira begins with a base. Having challenged all the answers, we go back to the question and now ask, why does Taira begin in Atsilus and even higher than Atsilus with a base? There is yet something else that is puzzling in this discussion. All the answers given tell us one thing for certain, seemingly. Taira was meant to, had to begin with a base and not with an aleph. Yet, the Gemara in Mesechus Megillah in chapter 9 relates that when King Talmai, the Greek king who succeeded Alexander the Great of Macedonia, wanted the sages to translate the Torah, he gathered 72 elders and placed them in 72 separate chambers. He entered each chamber and ordered each one individually that the Torah be written for him in Greek. And Hashem put it into their hearts, into the hearts of each of the sages, to begin the translation with the words Elakim bara Bereshis, in place of Bereshis bara Elakim, as though Hashem had written just that Elakim bara Bereshis in the Torah. To begin the Torah with an Aleph via a miracle, to begin it with an Aleph for only one, for only with those words in that order would the Torah be acceptable to Talmai. This event is significant in that. It is proof that there is strong indication that Torah should begin with an Aleph. The truth is that the event is really surprising because there are so many reasons why the Torah wouldn't begin with an Aleph. All the reasons we've discussed and more. Why would none of these reasons be acceptable then to King Talmai if they were explained to him? To understand this, we want to explore the Psukim in Yirmiyahu and Perak Tess in chapter 9, verses 11 and 12. The Novi says, Alma of the Ha'aretz, why is the land Eretz Yisrael in ruins? Al Azavtem es Teirosi or Al Azvam es Teirosi, because they forsook my teachings. And the sages explain this further to mean that Shalai Baruchu Betairatchila. They did not first make a bracha on Torah, which the Bach and Rabbeinu Yoyna teach or suggest that though they, the nation, in Yirmiyahu's time, actually studied a lot of Torah, they were lacking the correct intention to strengthen their attachment to the holiness of Torah and to draw the Shekhinah down into their midst through their study. So the land became desolate, and all that remained was the shell of the physical without the spiritual and the holy. In other words, there are two ideas in Torah. One is the study of Torah and understanding what one learns. And then there is the oneness with God, the giver of Torah, which is the essence of Torah beyond understanding on a human level. These two experiences occur in the order of first 
connecting with the Noisein HaTorah, connecting to the essence of Torah, and with intense devotion and dedication. The Gemara puts it this way, Baruch Hu first bless Torah, then seek to study and grasp it. This is actually the simple explanation of why Torah begins with a Bez and not an Aleph. Aleph tells us what comes first. Bez tells us what comes second. When a Jew learns Torah, he has to be at the Bez already, having prepared with the Aleph. To study, one studies with understanding. To prepare for that study, one must use the Aleph, the desire to bond with God who gave us the Torah. Therefore, Torah at all levels, at the level of Atzilus, and at the level of Torah that transcends Atzilus even, begins with a base. These two experiences exist at every level, at the level of Torah revealed in the vessel of letters, vessels of this world, and the experience of the Noisin HaTorah, God who gave the Torah, who transcends letters and vessels. Often discussed is the idea that the various Torah explanations on a particular concept have some connection to one another. This is the case here too. These three explanations from the Urshalmi, the Medrash, and Kabbalah for why Torah begins with a base are all drawn from this general point that the Aleph of Torah is the dvekus, the cleaving, an intense connection to that level beyond intellect, to the giver of Torah. And the study of Torah through understanding, the grasping of Torah, is the base of Torah. This explanation is expressed in the following three elements of Torah. In regards to Torah specifically, the explanation in Kabbalah that Aleph in Torah is the concept of Torah Natsilus and Bez is the Torah of Bri of creation, a manifestation of our world. Then there is the effect of Torah on the person who studies Torah. Knowing that the Bez is about Havana and Hasaga, about understanding, he does his studying with a Bez of Bracha. And there is the effect of Torah on creation. When one studies Torah, having prepared his study with the Aleph, he is indeed repairing the northern open side of the world. What does this actually mean? The explanation we gave for Shalai Baruch Hu that a Jew must prepare for learning by attaching himself first to and cleaving to the giver of the Torah isn't just about an action that should precede learning, but rather Cleaving to God brings one to the study of Torah. Baruch Hu first bless the Torah. Prepare with that, it will lead to this, which will cause one to study with understanding. This effect manifests in the three areas we just mentioned. There's an impact on Torah itself. There's an effect on the individual who learns. And there's an effect on the world. Let's explore this. If one were to learn Torah without the devotion to the Naisena Torah, then he is separate to God, God forbid, and he is separate from Torah. And his learning can result in an infusion of energy, of infusing energy, excuse me, klippa with energy. We know this from the base itself, which is also the first letter of the word Bria. The world of Bria 
is the first stage of detachment, where godliness is no longer recognizable as absolute truth. But when the study of Torah is preceded by the Baruchu Batayrat Chila, the study then study bonds one completely with the Neisena Torah to the extent where godliness becomes one's reality, and world and exist its existence are a novelty. For the individual who studies Torah, Chazal and Yoma Ayin Beis tell us, Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi said, what does it mean when the Torah states, This is the Torah that Moshe placed before the nation. Why some? Interesting terminology. Why placed? The word some is spelled with a sin, but it's phonetically like the word some with a samach, which means poison. The message is that zocha, the Gemara continues and tells us, Nasis loy samachayim. Loy zocha, nasis lo sam amisa. If one is deserving, Torah becomes a potion of life. And if not, then Torah becomes a poison of death. When one studies Torah in purity, having prepared and understanding the holiness of Torah, the Aleph of Torah, then Torah is a base, a bracha, an elixir of life. But when that is not the case, when Loizacha, he hasn't prepared for this merit, then the Aleph that should have been becomes the Aleph of Arira, and Torah is now a potion of death. And then regarding the impact on the world, in order for Torah to transform the world so that it becomes clear that there is a balabayis, a homeowner, so to speak, to this physical world, one must experience in one study the presence of the Naisen HaTayra. That experience is studying with the bays of Bereshis and the awareness of a world with only three close sides, but with the preparation of the Aleph, the ability to repair and complete the world's north side. Considering all of this, we can also understand why the elders summoned by Talmai translated the Torah as though it begins with an aleph, with the word, words, Elohim Borobaracious. The concepts we've discussed, the bays of Torah, studying with comprehension, is relevant only to the Jew, but not to the non-Jew. The halacha states that a Gentile who busies himself with Torah study is deserving of death. A non-Jew has no permission to learn Torah just for the sake of study. He may only learn insofar as it assists him in fulfilling the seven Noahide laws. That means that a non-Jew's Torah study is only about knowing how to comport himself in this world. So his study has no connection to the level of divine essence beyond intellect, which comes through the Baruch Torah, in fact, the blessing indicates just that. The divine of Torah was given only to the Jew who Hashem chose from among all the nations. Therefore, when the elders translated Torah for Talmai, they translated it as it relates to a non-Jew. When the understanding of Torah is only on the level of what they must do, it isn't the second base to an aleph. The aleph doesn't exist for them. 
We begin to read Parsha's Bracious on Simchas Torah, which too is uniquely connected to experiencing Torah in its essence as a means of preparing for the learning of Torah. On Simchas Torah, we dance with the Torah, and our dancing feet become the conduit for grasping Torah's essence. We dance with a crowned Torah, that crown representing the sphere of Kesser, which transcends the head. Resting above the head, the crown represents the concept of drawing the infinite divine into Torah, binding the giver of Torah with a Jew, who is embracing the Torah in a dance. That dance with the crown Torah, that preparation of joy, leads to the beginning of the study of Torah, the reading, the beginning of the reading of Parsha's Bracious. Beginning with a base, the base that follows the Aleph, the Aleph of bonding the Jew and God through the dance of Kesser.